Happy Monday, everybody. It's Monday, July 24th, 2023. Welcome to Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. My name is Larry Jacobs. Thank you so much for being here with me. Maybe you're listening on the archives, and you know we archive everything over at ace-ed.org, and that's the home website of our American Consortium for Equity and Education. Go over there. You'll see our magazine, all of our podcasts, our, learn about our Excellence in Equity Awards. Everything we do is free over there for educators, so please just go over, check it all out. You'll enjoy it, okay, and you'll enjoy something else. That's today's show. Okay, I've got Doug Roberts here, my old friend. He's the founder and CEO of the Institute for Education Innovation. I have it linked right up here on site. He clicks, he cl- doesn't click them. He connects leaders in school districts. This is really such a good thing they do with ed tech companies to drive change in education. And he's the creator of the super through the organization. He's the creator of the Superintendent's Choice Awards which recognizes innovative ed tech solutions, all right? We're going to talk about their upcoming equity uh, equity meeting. Sorry, Doug, I just lost that workshop. Thank you, I lost the word. Uh, Their upcoming equity workshop, all right? Their group called IEI, Institute for Education Innovation Lead, okay? We're also going to talk about the uh, Superintendent's Choice Award. So without further ado... Let me bring on Doug, and I just want to remind everybody if they want to get in touch with me, which a lot of people are doing these days, uh, Larry at ace-ed.org. Don't hesitate to write me with ideas, etc. I've had to say that before I introduced you, Doug. How you doing this morning? <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Larry. How are you? Good to talk to you. Okay, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. We're slogging through yeah. summer here. Where, where were you today? Are you in New York? Long Island? Uh, summer in Maine is not a slog, my friend. I uh, know. It's nice up a, here. It's been that's, perfect. That's yeah. Paradise. The yeah, part I'm, it I'm is. home on Long Island. I've, I've been Good. away. We cool. had our big summer uh, summer institute last week with about 60 superintendents around the country. So good to be back Fantastic. home. Where was it? Where was it? Sonoma, California. That's hard to take. Yeah, it's really it's rough. Speak, yeah. <laughs> speaking, speaking of beautiful places, you want to talk about that for a second? I know it's in the past, but yeah, sure. start there. Go ahead. No, it was it was a it was a really powerful powerful week. Um, our theme yeah, for sure. the year, our, our theme for the year is creating empowered spaces to cultivate leadership, and we did that yeah. in so many ways. Um, but I think you know, one of my favorite sessions is always we just do it's it's sort of like an open mic, but you know, in a during the day in a, in a conference version, and we we ask our we ask our members to just give us five minutes or less on something that's moving them, something they're proud of that they did in the last year, something that they're thinking about or something, yeah, something powerful that they're working on. And um, we had everything from just inspirational stories about, you know, a time they gave a a Rick Cobb from Middell, Oklahoma. He gave a kid a chance to walk with the honor roll despite failing one class. And that kid came back uh, and it was a math class. And that kid went off to the military and came back and is a first-year teacher this year. Oh, wow. That's a great story. That's a great story. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. You have have stuff like that, and then you have have stories about strategies that Jeff Dace is using in Decatur, Illinois, to to get kids mobilized and motivated around some of these things that usually adults only care about, like assessments and progress monitoring. And, um, you know, and then 
Barbara Mullen from Rush Henrietta, New York, talking about how she, the very intentional steps she took in the first few months to make sure she branded herself as a leader within the community, but also to build relationships and establish herself in a, in a district in New York where she's not from, where she moved from Rhode Island. So it's, I don't know, there was just a lot of energy. And um, yeah. our, so, <laughs> those of you who follow us on social too, we also have a little karaoke singing at our summer summit. So it's always a good time <laughs> when the when the are uh, there. Yeah, there are no kids in, in classrooms, so they're able to really kind of unplug. A lot of them bring their families with them, and then they stick around sure. a couple of days and enjoy so, wherever we are. So it's, it's a nice, it's a, it's a, really it's a nice, great little, idea. It's, it's a great idea. Hey, yeah. Doug, we want to bike ride you had, together. Like yeah. wellness is you're big like, for us too. What, what's the lion yeah. in the in the Lion King? Uh, you know, you're like Simba with the pride there. You know, you're, you're enjoying <laughs> the whole thing. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. What, you know, uh, we hear a lot of talk, and I know there's 12,000 superintendents. We're talking about 60 of them, and these are uh, the 60 are very mm-hmm. active, good superintendents, and so many others are probably couldn't make it. But uh, I'm just curious. You know, we're hearing a lot about it's a tough job these days teacher retention, you know yeah. what's going on out there, all the politicalization, et cetera. Yeah. What was your takeaway from that, just from talking to the gang anecdotally, if I may? It, how, how thing, how, the simple question, um, how are superintendents viewing education these days? Yeah, I think a lot of the lot of the, the themes this week were, you know, here's why I'm excited to stick around, but this is not easy. And, yeah. um, you know, least. like, how do we – basically, so we spent the week – our 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 um our workshop goal this week was uh to sort of sharpen our sharpen our skills around strategic planning so how can we you know basically if we're really good at building a strategic plan with our boards and leading the district through the implementation of that plan the discussion and and ratification of that plan with the public then you know people this political stuff is sort of like idle hands of the devil's playground, right? Like if, if we don't, if we're not driving the district forward, if we're not working actively with our boards to put together a plan that makes sense for kids and teaching it, we're the teaching and learning experts in those rooms. And if we're not able to put together a plan, you know, built with consensus from the entire cabinet and principals and teachers, et cetera, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then, then we're going to have a harder time and more people are going to kind of throw political weird political mm-hmm. things at us because that means we're not moving in a direction. So we really broke it down into, we got everybody into very small groups, groups of four or five, and people could just kind of talk through what they're working on. And yeah, we really, we workshop, we, we workshop, sure. we, we woodshedded everybody's strategic plan. So it was that kind of a practical session. And I think that that's what we're clinging to because I mean, while we were there, the super weird story came out from Florida that if I'm being honest, I'm pretty angry about uh, that they're writing into their state. Oh, right. Which one? Correct. And yeah, that's where we one? are now. We got to ask which one. Yeah. Oh, this is the one that writes into the state standards that kids are to be kids are to be taught that slavery was beneficial in some ways to the yes, enslaved it was. people. Uh, many of them were blacksmiths. I heard them. I heard that clip this morning. Yeah. So therefore, like really have to find a great profession. Yeah. What a load of right. crap. And so yeah. we're we're all together as this is being discussed, and there's, a, there's a, a large state, influential state, preparing to write standards where teachers are supposed to teach this to kids. And we're supposed yeah. to, you know, like, just smile and adopt that. You know, and it's, it's, it always happens when we're together that this stuff comes out, and that, that had some people pretty, 
pretty frustrated. And, you know, some of the, some of what happens at IEI stays at IEI, like part of, <laughs> bet, you part know, of what we do. Yeah. 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 And I'm not talking about like the evening fun stuff. I'm talking about. Well, I know what sessions. you're talking about. There, yeah. The comments. Yeah. There are things the, that, the, the, the there yeah. are things that they need to say to each other that we need to listen to, aggregate, synthesize, remove from the individual so that we can say them mm-hmm. in public. And, you know, we put out a statement yesterday and Sunday because it just got ridiculous how it was spinning around in the media. Like, I'm not going to be sitting there as the leader of a group of superintendents not reacting to the idea that state standards should talk about how great slavery was. It's just not, it's not <laughs> what our values are. It's not what our no. mission is. So I would like to do more than just put out statements, and we're working on how we can do more. But anyway, it was that kind of a week where we're like, you know, let's, right. let's, let's focus on our on our planning work and let's just be really good at our jobs. And then some of this other stuff may not matter as much because in, in our, in our room with our board and our public, you know, if they see us doing great work for kids, then they're a person's political ideology is going to matter a lot less. Yeah. And I, uh, you know, it's just, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, we just got to get this together. I'm going to leave it at that. I watched that clip again today of the DeSantis saying that, impossible to understand comment okay then then blames the yeah, florida we, department of education that uh, he blames them okay rather than himself well it wasn't political this was a group of scholars who put this together yeah. so i just uh, it's nauseating we, we believe we it's believe we stand with teachers who want to teach the facts about what slavery was and was not and that's that's it it's it, it was a, a an economic institution that benefited the people who owned the place that's what it was that's right there's no way you can prove that there's anything but that so that's what we want teachers to teach and you know if a state is going to change that up that's that's problematic and we just hope that i hope our colleagues in the industry are not are going to start to um you know i'd like to see some of these companies just uh stand firm especially yeah, those in the I content agree. and curriculum side of the business like I yeah, agree. we're just not going to do that and if, if your state doesn't want our stuff that's fine and we had to do the that's same thing 49 15 others. years yeah. ago with evolution right like if your state yeah. doesn't want to teach evolution that's great you should use someone else's curriculum that because we, we we teach science so you know i'm not i'm not seeing an uproar from our industry yet uh and a refusal to to do this kind of work i see people you know i see the college board revising how they're going to you know their ap african-american studies course so that they can work in a specific state, and um, you know that. Just put it this way: that that kind of that that sort of revision kind of pandering, that kind of be, pandering, if I may. Yeah, and that's that's Take not you know that we, we want we want partners. You know, we we carefully vet all the partner companies we bring in here, and this is one of the things we vet. One of the things we vet for: we want to make sure that they are aligned with our Good mission man. and values. Good so. man, and you know, and on that note, thank you, Doug. They were great comments, and I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, on, on, on that note, you know, you've, you're vetting companies out there. And I think what yeah. you do, you know, over here, we, like you do, we believe in industry voice. Okay. The industry has a tremendous amount of importance to the education profession. A lot of people don't actually realize how important it is, but it's a symbiotic relationship between the industry. Yeah. Okay. And the educators. Okay. And a lot of the people in yeah. the industry are ex- educators, but it's a different outlook on things all right and it's just so darn important and you know you put this together and this is one of the things that you do so well at the institute for education and innovation you put i said at the beginning you put you connect leaders in school districts with the ed tech 
companies. And uh, you had to send me a note to call, uh, subtitle the show, Helping to Create the Next Generation of Leadership in Pre-K yeah. 12. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I, I changed it. I put it down. You're helping to create the next generation of education, not just leadership, okay. education. <laughs> because No, I'm serious because you just said it. Okay, you hope that some companies will not stand for this sort of stuff. We we got to make sure. sure that the next generation of education products and education philosophy deals with equity and innovation, not politics. Okay, yeah. and that's re- that's yeah. really what you're doing. You know, and, and I know you work with the school district leaders. All right, but your sure. work okay affects impacts the entire profession. Obviously, that's what well, they do. Yeah, okay. I, yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just I, I to me, of... really important. Yeah, it really is. And yeah. on that note, okay, I have to ask yeah. you, you have this thing. I'm going to go down this list for you. Uh, pardon my long segue there. IEI, no Institute for Education Innovation, lead, okay? Yep. You're trying to stock, and this is this word is everywhere these days, the pipeline. You're trying to stock yeah. the superintendent pipeline which is mm-hmm. I think, small these days with, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong yeah. there with, with emerging leaders. Okay. In yeah. the school, just talk about that. I'll just focus on that this, for a few minutes. This is the highest turnover rate we've ever seen of exactly. educators and educational leaders. The vacancy rates of superintendents are higher than ever. The average tenure of a superintendent is, is not increasing. It's decreasing. And it was already only like two and a half years. So, we're getting worse in that I regard. I thought um, it was up. I thought it was up the last few years, and then it went down again. Yeah. Um, and then we're we're seeing, you know, the the average age of retirement's going down. Um, we yeah. are retirement by by soups and teachers. Um, people are just deciding, you know, the minute they hit that that first threshold, they're they're hanging it up. Um, and we're seeing a declining interest in in coming into the profession. Because, you know, as, as work from home becomes the, the way that, that we work as professionals, um, more people are saying, you know what, I don't know if I want to put up with all this. And then the RAND study, when I, you know, I don't put up with this when I can sit in my house and, yeah. you know, do something else uh, in, my, in my shorts and polo shirt. On top of that, um, How did you RAND know what I was wearing? How did you know what I was wearing? <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Uh, the RAND Corporation. <laughs> you know me too well. Yeah did this study of superintendents over the last several months and found that, you know, that this high rate of many of them are considering retiring early. And the top thing that's making them consider retiring early is all this political stuff that they exactly. don't know what to do with teachers. Teachers are saying, they don't. so anyway, we, how do we solve this? We're not going to get the political stuff to stop politicaling. So what we can <laughs> do is, you know, build our, use our network and our influence take this amazing group of superintendents and you know, we have a bunch of former soups and retired soups in our community now too, and just Good. like flip ourselves into the most active, most prolific network of coaches and mentors that we can be uh, go and intentionally seek people who we think have the talent and skill and aptitude and, um, you know, personal uh, makeup to do this job, go find those people and go kind of help them, grow their skill set and their confidence to become the next uh, school principal so or the next district office person. And, you know, specifically, a lot of folks will end up at district office because they're kind of 
on a journey somewhere, they get picked to go take a job in an office or they have a specific skill set. But there's no kind of, there's no, there are a lot of aspiring superintendent academies out there, including ours. IEI LEAD is an aspiring superintendent program. Ours is taught by soups for soups. But um, we decided to partner with, with Howard University and Dr. Sean Joseph to build Absolutely. what we think is the first ever credit-bearing aspiring district leader cohort. So this nice. fall, in November, we, we start, we start the, the, the coursework. And so we have a track for aspiring soups, but a track for people who say, you know, maybe I'll be a soup someday, but right now I just, I'd like to be a chief uh, academic or a director yep. Yep. of student services. And there's no real, there's like one admin path. And obviously the credits that you earn with IEI lead are one part of the package. We're a, an evening um, executive level course to, to, to learn kind of the practical, um, how it works to be a district administrator from other dis from, from soups and other district administrators. It's a, um, it's a community based learning opportunity. There's a practical research piece, uh, action research piece is part of the, the credit bearing piece that you have to do in conjunction with Sean Joseph at Howard. But, um, everybody gets credit coming out of this thing. And it's not particularly expensive, and the relationships that get built will be the underpinning of your career in educational leadership. And the IAI lead grads that have gone into superintendent jobs, including someone I mentioned earlier, Barbara Mullen, um, Patricia Royals is starting in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Um, uh, James Boyd is now running; he's the running the Kit Mississippi Delta program. We've got we have these graduates placed in these amazing jobs all over the place. And, you know, those that haven't yet been placed, we're, we're working on it. But part of how we do it is through, you know, part of this program is how to position yourself for the right job, how to find the right job. And then this, you know, when you graduate out of IEI lead, you become part of the IEI community. There's 150 superintendents around the country who've got your back, and we help each other. They do. And, yes. um, it's a network, it's, professional it's learning community. Professional yeah. community. If you're, if you're one of those people who can move for a job, if you can relocate, then our network is all over the country, and it's it's you know I don't want to knock any of the headhunters out there, but it could be a great <laughs> complement or supplement to your superintendent recruiting headhunter who's going to work their sort of more traditional channels. Plus, this is like, hey, my friend in the next county over is thinking about retiring, and they're looking for somebody, and that that network effect is a big part of how we deliver results for IEI lead grads, and it's our way to um, ensure that we have a pipeline of good people moving into educational leadership. You got to go find, but you got to go find that teacher and say, listen, I think, and we specifically have to go look for people who don't match the current majority demographic of superintendent, which is middle-aged white guy. We got to go find people who <laughs> might right. be younger. That's right. We got to we got to make sure we 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 aggressively go find women and people of color diverse. and say yeah, gender and like, racially. Yeah. Yeah, because people see, you know, if you go to a double, I'm not, this is not at all, and not, WFA's great organization, we're happy to be part of what they do, but, like, just demographically, it's mostly middle-aged white guys. So, like, yeah. if, you're, if you're looking at that, and you're at that event, and you're thinking, and you're a young person of color, and you're thinking, well, this is what superintendents look like, I don't look like that, <laughs> we have to right. go and work against right. that and say, no, it doesn't matter what you look like, what matters is do you want to do this work, and Here's a whole network of people. IEI Lead is, I'm fairly certain, the most diverse aspiring superintendent program out there, um, especially in terms of, like, who are the coaches and mentors. Um, it's a truly, you know, there are people 
of all different kind of cultures, backgrounds, races, and we've, we've specifically worked to build that coalition. This is a group of people. There's somebody in here that looks like you, regardless of what you look That's like. Nice. And yes, you too can be a superintendent. And we've worked hard at it. And I'm re really, you know, we spent a lot of time making sure that the curriculum is right and the coaching and mentorship piece is right. So looking forward to it. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. I had to ask, I'm going to ask you this before we switch to another topic, yeah. uh, but regarding sure. REI lead, okay, has there, was there any talk about looking for school district leaders from outside the profession? All right. Uh, I'm, no. I'm curious about that because, you know, I'll just yeah. say it this way as much as I respect the education profession. Please don't misunderstand that. Yeah. Okay. There are people, okay, who might fit as a, a leader, if I may. Okay, and with enough people supporting them, understanding education. Okay, was there any talk at all about that? I'm curious. Of course, but we're. I wrote a. I wrote an op-ed a bunch of months ago, arguing no. that we should get rid of the admin credential program. Like, it's what is it? <laughs> there what you is go. that credential doing? I mean, if you go, come on, you go talk to people. Um, yeah, real talk with superintendents, they're going to tell you that their admin credential was just something they had to do in order to get the job. Exactly. And Thank they you. wanted the job. Thank you. So, Thank like, you. but until states start kind of, you know, I, this this leadership pipeline crisis might push some states to say, yeah, you know what? Yeah, they have to. That's why I brought it up. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Path. Now, here's your challenge. Um, you know, a superintendent has to, uh, we, have, we have a couple of people who came not through teaching to superintendent. And it's, it's tough. They have to have a number two who is like a through and through teacher. It, exactly. You have to I be, agree. because yep. you've got to be the instructional leader. And if you're not, yeah. then the person, your number two has to be super strong and has to be a very credible instructional leader or else it's going to be very difficult. So Agreed. Um, that's, but you know, honestly, a lot of superintendents, it, it, they were, you know, um, you know, it's not like they were all math teachers, right? A lot of them, in fact, typically they, a lot of them were, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, were elective yeah. the, teachers. The business side is hard. Teachers. Okay, the budget side right. is hard, et cetera, et cetera. I was a social right. studies teacher. I mean, or, uh, you know, I, yeah. let's just use me. I was a social studies teacher. I had one math course. How would I be at budgeting a, a 13, the biggest uh, uh, budget for any yeah. town? Okay. I, I, right. I would so be absolutely I'm just, horrible. I'm just saying, like, yeah. we shouldn't overstate the importance of teaching experience, but it is important. And it's also really important. If you're going to, you know, it's like, I hate using military stuff, but sometimes it just works. <laughs> the guy leading the battalion needs to have known what it was like to be in the trenches fighting the war. And that, that, cause that builds credibility with the people you're leading. And so yes. uh, it's not the teachings of war. I hate that. I should not have used military, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like the, when the superintendent was a third grade teacher or a high school uh, a science teacher or, or a guidance counselor or whatever, or a special ed teacher or whatever he or she was, that, that helps with the instructional leadership. So, you know, but could we, one of the challenges we have, and I want to reference um, my good friend Jess Gartner and, and Gretchen Thompson with all of you, you know, with the financial stuff, um, if you're, the districts have trouble with, with, transparency around finances and that's partially because some soups are just not financial people so they have to that's right that's my point and right right and like so you're you know we we don't require soups to be financial wizards but we do want them to be instructional leaders and 
there probably is some room for us to consider that if somebody has really strong, you know, um, municipal financial skills, that could be treated at least somewhat on par with instruction as long as Absolutely. you build a team. And and, and you said it at the, the beginning. But, you said at the beginning, in this day and age, okay, where the pipeline is so small, yeah. and I know you're doing a lot of work to, to, to enlarge that, right. but the pipeline but, is small, okay? And I know, but we this we is, got to look at changes. We got to look at, at changes, and I just don't but, want people to have a closed mind. I want I want to ask you something. I want to swing to another yeah. topic, and thank you for all your insights yeah. on that. Okay, and I'm going to ask you about this, and two more topics to do, but the one is coming yeah. up. Okay, you've got the institute. You've got your institute's equity workshop. You know, we're the consortium for equity yeah. and education. Okay, this is coming up next week, August third and fourth in Annapolis. Good yeah. town to go in the summer. Okay, yep. fun place. All right. Yeah. And um, we'll talk about that. Let's just let's just let me just yeah. say it that way. So, who who do you want to come? What's it about? That sure. sort of stuff. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's free for educators. Um, there, there could be a spot or two for partners if they want to talk to us. Give us, give us a holler at ieilead.com. Um, but so this is an event that was built by. This is something I think we do that's pretty unique. Our members come to us sometimes and say, "I've got this idea," and you know, I come out of the the yes and philosophy, um, <laughs> which is you know something I I learned as a kid in like you know my high school improv theater courses, but. Um, Yes, I said yes. And what do you want to do? And um, so, Dr. Bedell, who's currently in Annapolis, he was in Kansas City at the time. Dr. Lavelle Brown from Ithaca, and uh, Tracy Davis, former soup from Washoe County, Nevada. Wait, Lavelle um, is a, Lavelle is superintendent of of Annapolis now. Did you say no? That? Uh, Mark Mark Bedell is in Annapolis, in Anne Arundel oh, County. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Lavelle Brown. I misheard you. I misheard you. Tracy, yeah. that's okay. Tracy's out in Nevada. Anyway, they came to me and said, we want to host an equity institute where any educator can come, where superintendents can be kind of the, the instructors, the coaches, the, the facilitators of the session, and we want to invite everybody all across the country. And I said, great, sounds good. Let's just figure out how to, you know, uh, fund it. <laughs> make sure we, yeah. Let's make yeah. sure we, we don't lose our shirts on it. And, uh, you know, we, we do this, we essentially run this as a nonprofit within the IEI business. It's, it's, it's work that we do that's mission-aligned. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our main business are the are the three superintendent summits, and so the vendor role here is is really as an ally and a listener and a supporter. Um, and the the but the sessions are very intense, and any educator can, can sign up to join us. Um, you know, it, we uh, we still have a few spots left, and Good. the different the, the, the different of those three folks I mentioned, Tracy, Mark, and Lavelle, they host it in their city. So last year it was in Ithaca. This year we're in we're in Annapolis, and it's um, last year uh, someone described it as feeling like church. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know how to. I assume that's good. Yeah, I that. assume that's good. Yeah, yeah, it's very reverential. It felt yes. like it felt like secular church. Like it felt like there, there like you we're go. here to right because yeah. in that way that meeting. I think people it's a Quaker type meeting. Yeah, yeah, like that. Right. There you people go. were coming together and fired up and moves and telling stories and sharing powerful stories about how they overcame, um, you know, uh, obstacles to equity on behalf of either themselves or their students, or it's a place to come and say, I've got this issue in my district and I don't, because it's not all superintendents. Soups are like the speakers, and but, you know, you might be a principal and you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. sharing, I'm trying to get my district to this or that, and they won't, and can you help me? And 
Um, it's, it's, it's an event to really just talk through how we build more equity in our public schools. And it's a really, it's a, it's a short, it's a two day, um, but it's a, it's a major networking, major community building. Uh, the people who come to this typically come away feeling pretty energized and ready to go and get, get new ideas. How many people will be and, coming? Do you have an idea yet? It's, about a, it's going to be uh, 80 to 100. We'll see That's how it all That's shakes out. That's, and, and, um, and I have to but, ask this just out of curiosity. You're in a great place. The yeah. population density around Annapolis is tremendous. Okay, just Baltimore and Washington. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah Baltimore yeah. and Washington is tremendous. Okay, but you've got Philly yeah, and everywhere else. Regional. Yeah. But there are people coming in from around the country, too. Michael Hinojosa, the, Dr. Oh, sure. Mike Hinojosa, Michael Hinojosa sure. is the keynote from uh, former Dallas Soup and yeah, his message Texas, is right. always powerful. And, he's great. Um, he's, a, he's a good man. Dr. Gustavo yep. Balderas, who's the president of AASA, he'll be speaking. And his his story and journey is, you know, we have the, uh, the son of, of migrant farm workers is now the president of our mm-hmm. National Superintendent Association. Isn't that like, amazing? Isn't that just, wonderful? It's an it's an uplifting time, and uh, I hope people will come join us. We 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 tend to we work hard and, and play hard at that thing. Right, and just you can just Google IEI's uh, Equity Workshop 2023. Okay, so please you can register yeah. there, but it's it's Institute for it's, it's, it's IEI.com. We'll get you to where you need to go. That's that's no no no. Oh, IEI no, K12.com. IEI K12.com. I'm we'll sorry. Get you all that info. I'm, I, I apologize okay. for that. But it's free. Wait, are you sure Apple of that? Wait, are you mixing up your Twitter with your uh, which do you no, want? IEI K12. IEI K12.com. And uh, it's free for educators, so get okay. sign up. That's it. Okay, yeah. I just want to make sure we got the right one in there. Okay, and I'll put it up here yep. as well. Thank you. All right, and finally, this is great, Doug. I'm really enjoying this. Let's talk about, uh, and I hate to rush through each thing, but we have a time limit here, the Superintendent's of Soups Choice Awards, okay, which is nice. Soup's it's like a good thing and fun to run. Was, Go for it. Yeah, Soups Choice was one of the, it's, I think the, um, it's the, it's everything about our mission kind of boiled into one small little package. Um, the idea, I started this with the idea that the industry could and should spend more time listening to superintendents. Superintendents understand every aspect of the public school system from the business stuff, the financial stuff, to what it is to greet a group of students every morning at the door. and. Um, for that reason, the idea that, you know, our industry would bypass these folks and, and say, oh, they don't get technology was insane to me. And so we started Student Choice once we had enough membership um, and we had a big enough brand that people would, would sort of hear about it. We started mm-hmm. Student Choice to be the um, implementation of this idea and vision that superintendents should be among the most trusted voices around what works and does not work in public schools. And so mm-hmm. we created a vehicle for any company, whether you're, excuse me, whether you're um, pre, pre-angel or um, raising your, your Series A or, you know, um, you owned by private equity and like been around 100 years. Whatever size you are, everybody can afford a few hundred bucks to put an application in and get input and feedback from real city superintendents. Like, Soup's Choice is not, um, it's not 
It's not the industry giving itself awards, right? Right. I don't right. have anything right. to do with who gets what award. I'm not involved. I don't find out until I have my tux on in December in New York City and I read the winner. Uh, like, you know, we, and we do have a – we did decide to have a lot of fun having a gala and selling tickets and having it. You know, anybody can go to soupschoice.com and buy a ticket to come to this thing on December 8th in New York. It's a great time. Um, maybe uh, maybe um, Education Talk Radio wants to cover it. We'd love to have you. Maybe but, so. Let's um, talk about that. Either Not now, we'll but talk, let's talk maybe. about it, you and I. Yeah. <laughs> either way. That might be fun. Um, that might be fun. It's, it's a fun night. We get student performing groups, and this year we're getting a band because last year everyone started to want to dance, and so we were just like DJing from <laughs> somebody's iPhone. Great. So we got a real band this year. Anyway, <laughs> yes, it's, superintendents the, do dance, ladies and gentlemen. They do dance. <laughs> But listen, but Soup's Choice, it's, it's so important, I think, for us to award, particularly the, the new things that people haven't heard of. Every, it's a level yeah. playing field. Every company gets a shot to win in their category. There are a bunch of categories. And we've had the winners have – there was only one repeat winner last year, um, and everybody else, it's, it's turned over. So we've had companies who came out of nowhere that no one had ever heard of that now have a bunch of work with school districts like Robin and Scribble and – uh, mm-hmm. Robocon and mm-hmm. Magma Math. These companies all put themselves on the map by winning this award. And then you have other companies like Classlink, which um, got rewarded for just I remember. being really solid at, La- at La- what they La- do. Is, that's, is that Vlada's company? Am I got the right company? Classlink is uh, Bear Jackin is the founder. Um, okay, right. Bear, excuse me, got the wrong, got the wrong company. Yeah. Yeah. Right, and like Alabama they are kind yeah. of you know on their island with with financial stuff because they yep. they do yep. it so great. But like, if there's someone else out there, they're going to get a fair shake. But either way, whether you get to, so you get to be there's we're announcing the finalists at EdTech Week in New York in September, so uh, you can everyone can tune into that. We'll announce it on our YouTube channel and um, on social and all that. But we'll announce the finalists, so there's at least two finalists in each category. So if you're a finalist, you get a bunch of you know great accolades and everyone knows about you and then there's a winner so you get to kind of have the soup's choice badge on all your marketing stuff but even if you don't make finalists you're going to get comments and feedback from a group of five or six superintendents who who really care about we care about our partners that's that's our that's sort of our calling card is that iai superintendents take a real interest in helping these companies be better at serving kids because if they're better at serving kids our members will be better at serving kids. We count on these vendor partners to help us learn and grow and, and be better, and they're all experts in their field. So, you know, for a few hundred bucks to get, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but uh, when I was, before I did this stuff, when I was, when I was a, a young, a young pop, I just left teaching and I was in K-12 sales with, with Amplify, and wireless generation, yeah, yeah, I would have, yeah. I would have done anything to get five superintendents to look at my product and give me some feedback yeah, on it. And exactly. Fact, I had a whole job doing that. And now like I've tried to package this into a $500 thing so that every company out there deserves to get access to superintendents. But um, if you do it, you got to do it the right way. And we have the channel for you. So if you're looking to get superintendents to look at your product, you, there's no better, no, no more cost-effective way to do it. Uh, don't go invest in sitting in a booth at some conference. Spend your money on Soup's Choice. Throw in applications for several categories. You will get a look. You will get input. It will help you grow your business. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. you got a great business here, Doug. And by the way, everybody, Doug grew Thanks. this. He founded it, and he, he, 
he made this happen. He's got a good team around him, but believe me, he started this whole oh, thing. Thanks, he, I mean, I mean Doug, we've known each you. other a long time. You know, the Institute yep. for Ed- Ed- Education Innovation is what it's called. Okay. Now, let me get I, the, yeah, I, I want to get the website right. It's IEIK12.com. Okay. Yep. I got that. I'm going to put that up here. Yep. I didn't know whether I have it right. And, okay. I'm going to make sure you know, we're that. We're super active on LinkedIn under Institute for Education <laughs> Innovation or me, Doug Roberts. You know, you can, you can see all the stuff we're doing up there. Yeah, it's good stuff. I'll tell you, it really matters. You're making a difference, my friend. you got to be happy about that. got to be happy oh, about thanks. that. And good we, luck. We work hard. Yeah. yeah, I know you do. And good luck, by the way, with the uh, equity workshop next week. I hope a lot of people show up. Okay? It's, it's important thanks, Larry. Stuff. Appreciate it. Okay? Thank yeah. you, Doug. Have, okay. a, have a good rest of the summer. We'll see each other soon. Okay? Thank be you. Be well. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay. Well, Doug Roberts, everybody. At the Institute for Education Innovation, IEIK12.com. All right, and he's got a ton of stuff going the equity workshop, the IEI lead, the Superintendent's Choice Awards, good stuff. Uh, we'll archive the show at ace-ed.org. You got any comments or questions for me? It's Larry at ace-ed.org. Hey, thanks for listening. Thank you, Doug. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.